Welcome to Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Good morning, listeners, and welcome back to Tax Insight here on 1240 Radio, WOMT 107.9, and of course, streaming online anytime at WMTRadio.com. Today and for the next couple of weeks here, we're not talking with Jeff, we're actually talking with Charlie from Hawkins Ash. Good morning, Charlie. Good morning, Terry. How are you, sir? Excellent. How about yourself? I can't complain, man. I'm excited to have you on for the next couple of weeks as we start to talk about uh, the R&D Research and Development Tax Credit here on the program. Yeah, and uh, you know, when most people think of the research and development, the first thing that comes to mind uh, might be a person in a white uh, coat in a laboratory. Yes. However, uh, however, what if I told you that uh, the IRS thinks of research in a different way, and through research and development, there's a potential to significantly reduce a company's tax liability and maximize the, their bottom line. So can you give us some examples of industries that might have uh, the R&D activity? Uh, absolutely. Uh, to start, manufacturing is a slam dunk. For manufacturers, it's not a question of if, but how much. Other industries that are likely to qualify include uh, architecture, engineering, construction, software, agriculture, food and beverage, tool and dye, and life sciences. Just to give an example of a business I've personally worked with in Wisconsin that includes a, a window manufacturer. I've talked to a distillery before, a BADS credentialing software company, a farm equipment company, and a manufacturing company. Just from that list, you can see that the R&D tax credit is not just for businesses of people working in lab coats. Absolutely. Yeah, when we were talking beforehand, when I was thinking about research, like that's what I was thinking of, you know, those guys in the white coat. But what are the benefits of the R&D tax credit right now? Uh, the R&D tax credit is one of the most substantial incentives under U.S. tax law currently. For example, if a business had $100,000 worth of R or qualified R&D uh, expenses, We'd expect them to receive a credit between about $6,500 and $8,500 off those expenses. Uh, the, expense, the great thing about it is the expenses that are used can be deducted um, just like normal and then be used again to calculate the credit. Uh, it's one of those rare occurrences where you're able to double dip in, on deductions. In addition, unlike a standard deduction, it is a dollar-for-dollar dollar credit against your tax liability, so you're able to take it right from the amount that you owe. So do you know when and or why, I guess, did the R&D tax credit uh, originate from? It was actually started uh, in 1981, and it was in response to a perceived economic slowdown in job outsourcing becoming more commonplace, which, again, with the uh, COVID-19 pandemic has become a hot topic. Yeah. Uh, the, the credit was developed to reward American businesses for keeping technical jobs within the country as well as driving innovation within their in industry. Initially, activities that qualified for the credit were limited to creating or producing a product or process that was new to the world, uh, which was referred to as the discovery rule. Right. So now, what has changed since the credit started in 1981? Uh, really little changed with the credit until 2003. Uh, regulations were passed to eliminate that discovery rule. Instead of being new to the world, activities now only had to be new to the taxpayer. This lowered the threshold to qualify for the credit, opening it up to new industries. So what happened since 2003 then? If little has changed up until 2003, since then, what has happened? 
there was there was a gap again um, with not a lot of change with the credit until 2015 with the the passing of the PATH Act. Uh, prior to the PATH Act, their ND tax credit was only a temporary part of the tax code and needed to be extended every couple years. The PATH Act made the R&D tax credit a permanent fixture of the tax code. Also, the PATH Act turned off the alternative minimum tax for businesses with $50 million or less in gross receipts, allowing more companies than ever to, to take advantage of the incentive. Therefore, the, the credit is here to stay and ready for businesses of all types to take advantage of. Charlie, this is great information here on the program. I know next week we're going to talk about the requirements um, and, and things like that that be considered qualified to research. In the meantime, how do listeners connect with the team at Hawkins Ash? They can find us at uh, HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Charlie, thank you for your time. We'll talk next week here on Tax Insight. This has been Tax Insights, presented by Hawkins Ash CPAs. Learn more online at HawkinsAshCPAs.com. Hawkins Ash CPAs, part of your business, part of your life.